yesterday, the, the Mitzvah Shara tells the Yisrael. And he says, the reason why people aren't risen is because the people have a mindset that we went to take life easy, and therefore, uh, the looking for an easy lifestyle, looking to not have to work, is the antithesis of Zerikas. While Derek the Amro says, uh, this is Yisharim, he brings the Mishnah, in Birkavas, Kachi Dagar Shaltek. This is the Derek of Tarek. Pass the Merach Tarekha. You should wear and salt to mind with Surah Tishta. You should drink a measure of water, but our station sleep on the floor. And what is right from there? What is right from there? What the mission says is that a person should be willing to experience a, a, a certain amount of physical privation in order to enter. But what the mission was talking about is that a person should have a mindset that is not there to, to look for enjoyment. What is right from the Mishnah? Which says, That's uh, the, the extreme opposite of a person looking to make the most of enjoying himself. It's a person who's living with a minimum burden of what's sleeping on the floor. Why, why is he doing a Saisar Menucha? How can you enjoy No, it's two different things. The, the lack of a Pastor Melech and Mayim Masura, which means the minimum requirements of food and water, is the opposite of a Dunim, which is a person looking for delicacies. And then, the Aristation, the Chayat Saratichia, is the opposite of the Menuchah. Now, I, want to, I, don't, I would like to suggest what Mr. Nisham is coming from, interesting deal. The Mishnah is a Bloody Kachi Dakashal Tari. This is a Derek of Tari. And the Mishnah says five things. Pasamirach Tarechal, Mamim Saratishta. Eat the minimum amount of bread, drink the minimum amount of water. By the Aristation, you sleep on the floor. The Chayat Saratichia, you live without difficulty. And then Torah. If I had to write the mission of Kachi Dark Shotara, I would start the other way around. Start with the Ikka. Kachi Dark Shotara, but Torah at the Learn Torah. And then at the same time, if you have to sleep on the floor because you're too tired to go to your bed and you finish the Seder, or if you're eating bread because you, that's, you can't afford more because you want to learn Torah, okay, I'm willing to do that too. But put the Ikka first. Why is the mission first with all the other things? Eat bread, drink water, sleep on the floor, and learn Torah. Learn Torah, that's the most important thing. And if that's the case, I'm willing to accept everything else just to learn Torah. Why don't we put it there? I didn't see this question asked in the Fasha, but I think that, that that's the deal that the decision is coming from. And that is, if you want to be able to be regarded in Torah, you have to start with a mindset, I'm willing to have a hard life. And if I'm looking for a life of ease, I'll never get there. And therefore, the requirement in order to be able to learn Torah is first, I'm accepting on myself, that I'm willing to eat just bread, and I'm willing to sleep on the floor, I'm not looking for a life of luxury, then I'll be able to live. It has to come, you know, and that's what the Mephoshim said, it doesn't mean that a person has to actually eat bread and water, if he has more than that either. But as a person is prepared to eat bread and water. And that's, so that, that's the, that, that's the, the, what he brings us around, Mishnah's arrival. The, the, the mindset that a person's here to work, prepares him to, for, for being able to work. The mind that the person wants to enjoy himself, or he's looking for menuch, he's looking for idunim, means he'll never be able to apply himself because it, it goes against what he feels is that, that uh, the, what his nature is meant, or what he's here to to, 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 to achieve or to enjoy. Is that connected to the Achi Spadal? Um... If that's the case, you can explain to the same Gemara. If the Gemara says that Achi Spadal, she can't say, that not she's like you can't say, Madanim, or whatever it is, it's like it could be the same thing, but uh, here in the Mishnah, I think that that's the riot that the musician wants in the Mishnah. But you see that before he gets the Tarat Amel, 
There has to be the acceptance. I'm willing to. I'm willing not to have an easy day. And one more point. The Gemara says. The Gemara says that his You should know very often Torah guidance is found by the children of poor families. Now, there are lots of explanations given why that, why that would be the case. Why would children of poorer families be more I mean, the very simple chat reason is because uh, they aren't distracted by the trappings of wealth that someone who comes from a richer family would have. There's another look at it too. And that is, and unfortunately, this, somebody who grew up in a poorer family is used to hard work. He's not used to being weighted on head and foot. He's not used to having living a life of luxury. And if that's the case, when he now wants to apply himself to terror, he knows what it means to work. He knows what it means to put an effort. He's not used to more than that, and therefore he's going to achieve much more. Now, to anything, someone who's used to luxury, it's much harder for them to get used to learning. Because they first have to overcome the natural, so to speak, distance between themselves and Torah, and that is that I'm here to, I'm t- here to take it easy. I'm here to take it easy. Life's easy. Uh, and therefore, Bnei Anim, in a way, have an advantage. Have an advantage. And that is that, uh, that uh, the Adam, the Amal Yulad, is already much more of an ingrained midday in them, so they're much more able to use it. What, does this have to do with anything? When it presents uh, the, the, the idea of a Torah lifestyle, it's very often, give uh, sure in seminaries other places, to try and present the idea of a Torah lifestyle to people who don't have a, a, a first-hand exposure to it. So the question which always comes up means, does it mean that if you're going to live the life of Avram, if you're going to live a Torah lifestyle, does that mean you're condemning yourself to a life of poverty? And to answer that question, I say the same thing. And that is, uh, that's about 20 years ago, I started a stock organization. I said this story many times. So originally it was called, something which was originally called the International Codal, based on the mindset that people like to give to people from their own country. Therefore, under the branch of the International Codal, they had uh, the time for England, the time for South Africa, the time for Australia, and the Latin America had to break into cities because it was too big, so they had various, from Chicago and Cleveland, whatever it was. So at, at part of that big project, I was the, the one that opened the time for South Africa, current South Africa. And the reason I did it is I thought them, there are a lot of South African young guys here in Israel who don't have money for Yanta, who don't have money for Shabbos, and good, it's an opportunity to be involved in class and give an input. That was started, like I said, over 20 years ago. Today, I'm still not myself anymore, but I'm still on, on the border of the Temple of South Africa. They're supporting over 230 families. Wow. It's a different level of exactly how much they need. Uh, and what I saw at the time when we started is that uh, even though there were a few requests for help from Abraham, a majority of the people asking for money were weren't people in learning. There were people in working who their business collapsed, who they went into debt, who were they were fired, whatever the case might be. Most of our requests weren't coming from people in learning. Most of our requests were coming from people working. And I was surprised. So when I asked people in the other branches, in other countries, like, what are your experiences? And Kimat was true across the board. Kimat was true across the board. Most people who were asking for help financially were people who weren't missing in Koyla. There were people who had come to Aliyah and started a business or whatever it was. They had a job overseas and didn't work. Whatever the case was, and they got stuck. Or someone got sick. It wasn't mostly learning people. Now, it's chesed, we have to help. That's often the rule. And that is, there's no guarantee that if you decide to live a life of learning, you're not going to, you're going to be poor. And if you decide you're going to get a degree or going to business, you're going to be rich. 
There's no such cloud. And we spoke to people around uh, like Tanke Shabbos in various cities of the world. It's also not a cloud. The people they're supporting are normally people who are working, not people learning. So it doesn't go together. So if someone asks, does that mean that if you're going to learn, you're going to condemn us at level of poverty? Uh, in my opinion, and that sounds radical, in my opinion, yeah. the two have nothing to do with each other. You have Avraham who are extremely wealthy, and I know some, extremely wealthy, for whatever reason. Uh, either it's because they have a wealthy family, or because their wife has a very well-paid well job, or because someone's paying them a or whatever the case may be, or that they're doing very well financially, and they have Avraham who have nothing to eat. And you have people who are working who are millionaires, and if people working with nothing to eat, there's not one isn't necessarily taught in the other one. So the follow-up question always is, so then how come you don't see Avraham driving around in new Lexuses with fancy houses? And the answer is passions. And that is, well, I'm going to put my mind into what I think is important. And therefore, what's important for me is to have a fancy house and a fancy car and go on vacations to the Caribbean, and that's not going to waste my money on. And if, for me, that doesn't, doesn't mean anything. It's not important. I don't see value in it. I'm not going to waste my money on that. And therefore, it could be that you have the, the, the person who is more into a fancy lifestyle, and he's going to put $50,000 into a new car. And it could be that you have an Avin who also has an extra $50,000, but why waste it on the car? And I'll put it in the Gmach. And if that's the case, you can't judge what a person has by their lifestyle. That's always the issue. It doesn't mean that if a person wants to learn, he's going to be poor. I think it's going to do with each other. Because Rodo makes the cheshpun, how much money he's going to give a person. And the truth is, a lot of that cheshmer was made even before the person was born. The Gemara says Nida that before the person was born, it's already decided on your ashi. So I'm not going to change very much from the big picture about what I decided to do with my life. That's the first point. But I'll say one thing. So therefore, deciding to live a life of terror isn't guaranteeing that you're going to live a life of poverty. They have one of, I don't think the two cheshmer have anything to do with each other. But one thing is, and that is, you can't live a life of terror if you want to live a life of Olam that doesn't work. If you'll be rich or poor, that's a different question. But if you want to focus on Olam and focus on Ruchnias, that's a step. You can't go both directions at the same time. And therefore, the commitment to live the life of Torah isn't to know I'm going to be poor. It's to give up on trying to live a life of Olam Because you can't do that. And that's the side over here also. And that is, if a person's focus in life is, I want to enjoy life. I want to enjoy life. And that's okay. So I want a fancy house, and I want new furniture, and I want vacations, and I want to eat out every once a week. And if that's my focus, if I, whether I can afford it or not, not the question. I can. But if that's my focus, I'll never get anywhere in Torah. I'll never get anywhere in Ruchnius. It's a different focus. And therefore, if my focus is Ruchnius, then I'm going to give up on all of those things, even if I have the money for it. But it's going to destroy my ability to grow in Ruchnius. The two don't go together. Whether it's the Menuchah, whether it's the Edunim. But that mindset doesn't work with the mindset of Torah. The mindset of Torah has to come from a place of I'm going to give up my Lamazir for Torah. I'm not going to, I can't do both. It doesn't work. And uh, the other audience, I tell, now, when I talk to general audiences, they're very inspired by it. My second audience, who I told this to, is Mabachim. And I tell them, don't look for a rich shirik. Because unless you have somebody who's super committed to learning, you're setting yourself up for a very big problem. Because a girl who's used to a very high standard of living, because she has it, and she has money, and now you want her to come live a Torah lifestyle, you're setting up a contradiction. It doesn't work. And therefore, unless you happen to have a mamish, a rare case of a tzaddik, who even though he has a lot of money, he doesn't live in a very high lifestyle, and therefore he's trained his children to appreciate the value of a Torah lifestyle, you're setting yourselves up for a problem. You'd do much better looking for somebody who appreciates a Torah lifestyle 
and doesn't and it's not going to have to try and wean them off oil <coughs> because otherwise you're setting up an impossible situation. You'll have the person who'll pay for your now it's your apartment in Radishko. Right? And you'll have a person who's willing to give you a lot every month to live a high, on a high standard of living. It's destroying your ability to become a Tamil It's destroying it because the more you into and more your wife's into needing Ayla Mazah, the less you're going to be able to focus on Ayla Mazah. Yeah, the most is this, you said in five words, heard from Russia already. I said this always. I heard from Russia already. When I was a Bacha, I was a Skaba, and one night we were walking up in the bed together. So it's just when I was talking to Shadduchin. So I asked Rabasha if in one word, like you can give me like one or two good answers in Shadduchin. One or two things he told me, it's not the gap for now. But one thing he told me, he said, he said, he said, Tommy, are you going to listen to my advice? I said, yes. He said, okay, so listen carefully, tell me this. He said, guilt is Nishkan Mayna. Firstly, money is not a Mayna. It's fatness. Guilt is ain gross of Chisar. Money is one big Chisar. And that's what he meant. He explained himself. Because it, you're setting yourself up with a disadvantage. A person who's used to it, and a person who needs the Olam Azeh, and that's what their mindset is, then other of it, you're ruining your chances of becoming a Talmud Chacham. And therefore, again, having, not having a Hashem Chashba, but getting used to an lifestyle where that's what a person needs is, is, is the opposite of what Torah is meant to be. It's the opposite, and that's, it's not just the administration, it's much bigger than that, but for sure, this is a part of it. Which means, a person is used to a lifestyle where I have people to take care of everything for me. So I can take it easy. That's the opposite of a Torah lifestyle. You can't become a godly in Torah by taking life easy. Adarabah. The, the mindset of Torah has to be the Ummulyullah. The person wants to work. And I'm prepared to put in the effort. And making it easy for me isn't going to help me. It's going to make it harder for me. Adarabah. I'm going to only grow through the effort I put in. For this higher agra. Now, who's used to that? Who's used to the idea of agra, of tzara, of, of having to work for something? The, the more a person's used to a life of luxury, and the more a person's used to an easy oilem hazeh, the harder it is to transition to tzara. And we see this with fire. Now, let's not talk about the men for a second. If you're on top, let's talk about the ladies. A lady who came from a rich home, and comes to Israel, and she has to do her own laundry. For some ladies, that's like, it's unbelievable in serious nefesh. Do my own laundry, yeah, we servants do this for us, and I have to now do it myself. It's, it's, I'm not used to that kind of idea. And therefore, it's too hard. It's, 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 it's changing my life. I have to clean my own house. What do you mean? You have no uh, household help twice a week, twice a day. It doesn't work. Right? <laughs> so you're setting yourself up for a very big transition. Is there a mash and A person who wasn't from such a world. So they're used to Tara. They're used to That's a normal thing. You get up, you clean the house. You do your own laundry. You take care of your own dishes. You buy your own food. Whatever it's going to be. There's a certain willingness. I'm willing to work. I'm willing to work. Now, why is the difference? Let's say a person is used to the help and is used to the cleaners and is used to everything, and they can afford it. So, what's the problem? The answer is, and this is Baruch the person who can afford the cleaners and the help and everything else isn't there for spending the extra eight hours a day learning. They're used to taking it easy. They'll spend the extra time taking it easy. It doesn't come from a fact that if I had someone to help me, you know, then I'll, maybe I'll be more free to the Torah. It only starts if a person starts with the mindset that I have to work. I have to use time to do something. If I'm used to having everyone to help me, therefore I don't need to do anything, it stays like that. It stays like that. And therefore, I don't know, the, the Hatzlache in building a, 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 a focus on Torah is much more from a person who is willing to work. I'll, I'll put in the extra effort. It means I have to walk to my college every day, I'll walk. 
I'm just saying, it's not even terrorized, but it's a mindset of the Amal, the Amal, the Amal, the Amal, and if it means having to do things which are a bit out of my comfort zone and a bit more difficult because I'm there, it's Israel, whatever the case might be, okay, someone is willing to work. If they're putting, they want to put in effort, that's going to be, ensure Hatzlacha much more than a person who's not willing, who's willing to pay if he's not willing to work. It doesn't work like that. And therefore, the the mindset, his the mindset, I'm willing to work hard. The phone's are I don't mind. I'm, I'm, I'm accepting that. I'm used to the idea of that it takes effort. I'm willing to put in effort. Is the mindset that a person needs for to be matzliach in, in Torah. The more a person has a mindset of, I want to enjoy the mazeh. Again, it's not a question of having or not having. That's a shame question. But the question is, you have people who have, and uh, they're looking for a, a, the lifestyle of someone who can afford that they don't have to do anything. That's a, that's a mindset which will never work with Torah. What's necessary for Torah is dafka the mindset of a person mm-hmm. that I'm not I'm not looking to have everything done for me and to do nothing. I'm I'm willing to put an effort because Torah isn't something you can buy. It's something a person has to work to achieve. And yes, you will yes, you want to work. The second slide is that uh, that a person has a mindset he's looking for so he's not going to burn anything from that. That's a, 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 maybe it sounds like a delicate point, 
but it, I've seen in Avrecha makes a big difference. In other words, if a person says to himself, okay, this is what I'm prepared to do, so I'll work hard to do it, now I'm done. It's a, yeah, I worked the whole first day, now I'm taking it easy, it's been a story. Now, for Bachim, if they're doing it, fantastic, I won't ask for more. But if a person's already in a higher level, sorry then, one second, who said you're not Mokhif, so you're not You decide that when you're doing it until 1 o'clock, maybe you went to do more than that. Maybe, now, if a person needs it, I'm not talking about that, but the mindset, I've done my quota for today, I'm done, I'm now potter. Who said? Because you decide that's what you have to do, you're in a toil. And for this purpose, I understand. And if that's the case, I have to work. Not because I've decided this is how much I want to do, but because it's an absolute. And if that's the case, there's no such thing as, no, no, I'm done for the day. I can take it easy. That mindset comes to the fact that I set myself a goal, I've reached my goal, and now I'm potter. That's only if I'm the balabas. If the atom is in the Kaddish Prophet, in the goal, we're a poet. If that's the case, if there's more time, and there's more opportunity, then there's more to do. So it, it brings us to an even higher level. And that is the, the mindset that I'm not, I'm here for Menucha, which means even after my three star in day, I'm not here for Menucha, I'm a poet. And if I'm a poet, then a Kaddish Prophet is always in the standard of what he expects from me. Thank okay. you.